0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another shortened trading week. In fact, it's a three-day week. So with me for the opening is Nick Kunzer from Sandlam Private Wealth. Now, Nick, the last time that the phrase three-day week came to mind, to my mind anyway, it went back to, I think, 1973 in the United Kingdom, when the oil price shock meant that everything we didn't have enough energy in those days, and so we could only work three days a week in order to conserve the energy that we had. And of course, three-day week and energy comes to mind this morning, because the oil price has done it again, and that's where we start. The WTI crude West Texas Intermediate is at $10.62, down 17% after a massive fall on Monday, while we were off and Brent crude is down 5% to $18.99. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Lindsay. Yeah, Uh, What a strange old world we live in. Exactly three-day week we've got ahead of us, but plenty to digest. It's actually a very busy week, lots on the diary. But let's talk about crude, because that is front and center of all the news headlines and Financial Times and everything else you look at this morning. That's all they're talking about. Uh, I mean, to give you an example, just a background. So U.S. crude benchmark, we were shut yesterday and you were as well. Uh, That fell roughly 25% on Monday, uh, that's on the back of, uh, there's all sorts of shenanigans happening with the, the largest oil-backed exchange traded fund saying it was going to sell off its futures contracts for June by month end. So that smashed the front month contract. Uh, but then once again, this, this morning, w 2 falling as low as it went to, I think, $11.88. Eight a barrel. Oh, we're maybe nine now. We're ten dollars sixty now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, look, this is. I mean, we could easily we could get into single digits, get an iron handle on this. It looks like all those you said it was a one soft derivative trade from the end of the June or well, the May contract, never to be repeated. Well, it looks like we got to repeat it. There's simply nowhere to store this oil, there's nowhere to store West Texas. You have thrown a couple of ETFs into derivative shenanigans as well. And, and uh, it looks like we could even get oil going negative once again. You know, that once and um, uh, never to happen before lifetime is about to happen uh, one month
0: later. This is how the oilprice.com reported this yesterday, the 21% fall yesterday. The United States Oil Fund, or USO, that was responsible for last Monday's oil crash into negative territory is once again shaking up oil markets, it, it says, and WTI is now down more than 20% on the day that was yesterday. The USO Funds Administration, USCF, announced on Monday that it intends to sell off all of its WTI contracts for June delivery. Uh, That's all its front month contracts, as you just said, that the fund was designed to invest in. Instead, the fund will now focus on futures contracts that are further out. So it'll be 30% July, 15% August, 15% September, October, and December, and 10% in June 21. So all it's doing is rejigging its portfolio date-wise. And I don't know what that means.
1: So what it what it means is so first of all, I mean, we all know it's one of the most oh, certainly one of the most popular products in the world now, ETF exchange traded funds. And in fact, there's more exchange traded funds than there are shares in the world.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but an ETF on a stock is a little more simplistic. All you're doing is mirroring what the underlying of your share price does. It goes up or it goes down, your ETF follows it and it's correlated one to one. When you start Doing exchange traded funds on things like oil derivatives, because this is not a spot price of oil. This is an ETF on the West Texas intermediary futures contract, and they were playing in the front month. So what they found out last uh, last um last month on expiration is that traders did not want to take delivery of the front month. So what they were prepared to do <clears throat> was rather hold on to the back month. But of course, this uh, this USO, this oil ETF, hold the majority of the front month. So you had the front month going negative and the back month not. And, and they had to what they call roll it. I mean we haven't it's quite a we can maybe do a show on this at some stage, but yes. what they had to do was was, was roll that contract to the next month and it normally would normally cost you a couple of dollars to do it. So with your cost to carry of money, your front month will trade, say, at $10 where it is now. And the back month is trading at 11 It costs you a buck to roll it over from one to the other. <clears throat> what happened uh, a couple of weeks ago was that front month went negative. The back month stayed at roughly 20 So you had went 43 So you had a $63 cost to roll it, but of course – is uh, when oil is trading at uh, at $20 really hurts. So that's where we are now. So they're saying, well, what we're going to do is we're only going to concentrate on the back month. But that doesn't really take away from the fact that uh, that could also do exactly the same. And The further you go up, what they call that that sort of curve, <clears throat> there's different things coming to play. It costs you more money to hold it, your time value of money. There's a whole lot of different things, uh, Lindsay. So, so quite frankly, people who are buying into this ETF who thought they are getting straight just as, just going to mirror the price of oil up and down is very is, is obviously a very different story. There's far more complications than you think.
0: Can't wait to see these uh, people's results, uh, their month end statements being sent to their investors. The USO, that is United <laughs> States Oil. Here. Dear Mr. Kunza, it it has been a difficult time for us during the etc. etc. <laughs> What's in the diary this week, Nick?
1: Uh, sure, we have got a very <clears throat> excuse me, a very very busy one. We have. Uh, Lots of uh, central banks taking front and center stage. Uh, we have the Bank of Japan yesterday, where we were shut. We we're issuing more and more and more stimulus as expected. Uh, we have the US Federal Reserve meeting. We have the ECB on Thursday. And then we have uh, quite a lot of earnings, some massive earnings this week. We have Apple reporting on Thursday. Yes. That's quite an interesting one to watch with, uh, obviously, sales in China and pandemics and manufacturing. And they really are front and center of what's happening. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Amazon also out on Thursday, also seeing how they benefit from this COVID-19 lockdown. Everyone getting stuff delivered. Amazon hitting an all-time high On Friday, Uh, we have Microsoft, uh, Qualcomm, Spotify, so many out, Twitter on Thursday. Hmm. And also, not to be forgotten, and this week gets quite interesting, given our recent discussion two minutes ago, we have, you think the banks had a tough time with us? Well, the oil majors are all expected to report this week. We have BP out today out of London. We have Royal Dutch Shell, your part of the world, ConocoPhillips, um, on Thursday, and then ExxonMobil and Chevron reporting on Friday. So it's a chocker, chocker week for earnings. Obviously, we're shut on Friday, but uh, plenty of earnings are.
0: Yeah, lots of places are shut. United States not being one of them. They don't celebrate Workers' Day, but uh, yeah, it is going to be an interesting week, um, uh, end of the month on, on Thursday. So a little bit of rejigging here and there, and also mm. a long weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a whole week packed into three days, which is interesting. Yeah, Stock Exchange News Service this morning. Uh, what have we got? Land and Agricultural Development Bank of South Africa. notices of event of default. That's interesting. Obviously not listed, Mm. but an integral part of the South African economy. So that's a sad situation going on, but entirely, entirely believable. Uh, Land and Agricultural Development Bank of South Africa. What else have we got here? I think we've got Grindrod with some results. Uh, Nick, is that true? Let's have a look here. Grindrod annual financial statements, integrated annual report. Oh no, that's a, that's just a no change announcement. So nothing much today. Any results coming out from South African listed companies this week? You mentioned all the American ones. Anything from our our lads?
1: I couldn't find hardly anything. The cupboard is fairly bare. Mm. Um, let me tell you now. Um,
0: Doesn't look like it. It's one of those weeks no, where people the... actually schedule it not to uh, schedule not to have results because they want to take uh, ten days off. And they t- take advantage of the public holidays, of course, which is interesting yeah we
1: do when is the thirtieth of April, so that's three days' time we've got some uh, we've got some private sector money supply uh, economic data that being released it's in the morning, we have a budget balance number also on the thirtieth at two o'clock in the afternoon, so that's three economic data uh, oh there we go we've got some uh, business business confidence numbers also oh uh, that's the first of May. So we're going to be shut when that's released in total new vehicle sales. So no, very, very thin locally. So I guess we're going to have to take our guidance from uh, all the offshore numbers that are coming out.
0: Okay, let's have a look at the spot prices this morning. We've already uh, mentioned the oil price, which is the uh, the main feature of the morning. But we've got the dollar round at eighteen eighty. We've got the British pound against the rand at twenty three thirty nine, and the euro rand is twenty thirty six with the euro dollar one hundred eight twenty five. Yesterday in the United States, the Dow Jones was up one and a half percent or three hundred and fifty eight points. The S and P was up one and a half percent as well, just about, and the Nasdaq was a one point one percent winner. Uh, in the far east this morning, Tokyo flat, Shanghai down point two. Hang Sang up one percent, and Australia down zero point one percent. You were telling me something about Australia off air, talking about um, social welfare in that country. How much can I earn mm. by, by by being an unemployed Bruce?
1: Well, if you apply for unemployment as of new government guidelines just been released, everyone's scrambling to become unemployed in Australia. Yes. You're earning 3,000 Aussie dollars per month as a basic minimum wage.
0: 33,000 rand a month to be unemployed.
1: Correct. something quite appealing about the social welfare state of Australia. I'll tell you what are
0: there any flights to australia at the moment
1: or certainly not virgin others. you can't go with them
0: anymore because they're rather disgustingly um, applying for a bailout from from the government despite the fact that mr branson himself could bail the company out a couple of times over <coughs> i would have thought what else have we got mm. here so look at the gold price 1700 down 15 dollars an ounce the platinum price is down six to 759 where's palladium please nick
1: that is bucking the trend. It's up twenty-two dollars, up one point three seven percent. Last trader price one thousand nine hundred fifty dollars per house.
0: And WTI crude, West Texas Intermediate crude, is down now eighteen and a half percent to ten dollars per barrel. Let me let
1: me give you a real time update because it just come across my screen. Go on, then. US crude oil futures fall. Twenty percent to ten dollars twenty-two a barrel. 10, 22. They report kind of every big number, so that's obviously why I just flashed through because it's down twenty percent.
0: Yeah, well, I've got seventeen and three quarters percent down now, ten forty-one. But anyway, the point is that it's down, and Brent crude oil is following at eighteen dollars ninety-three, down five point three percent. What about the movers on the market this morning? First of all, the mood slightly better.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit better. Um, we started off certainly. I guess on a cautious stance, all the sort of uh, global markets are called flat. Uh, I thought we'd get a little bit of a bounce follow-through. We missed out on the U.S., obviously, with us being shut, yes. So I expect a little bit of catch-up. But uh, I think more than I expected, I, I thought we'd get sort of a 10, 15, percent uh, higher. We're currently up almost uh, 0.40%, 157 points higher. And the destiny seems to me, besides the gold shares, which uh, are taking a bit of a knock, uh, the rest of the market seems to be behaving itself quite nicely. And some decent banks, certainly. I mean, uh, Ned bank up almost 5%. Uh, the banking shares are getting a bit of a bid. Standard Bank up a percent. So RMH 2%. So it definitely looks like the uh, sort of the, the, the interest rate sensitive stocks and certainly the RAND a little bit firmer too. Mm. I mean, that was out at 1890. It's now 1878. So definitely a little bit of a... A risk on Tuesday today.
0: Very good indeed. Top five major moves, 15 minutes delayed on my screen, show the following. Distill, up 9.1% alcohol. AB InBev, up 5.8%. Alcohol, uh, Nedcor banking up five and two thirds percent, but you've given me an update just around about five percent higher now. Vivo up five point six, and Woolies doing rather nicely at twenty nine Rand fifteen a share, up nearly five percent. On the downside, I've got Implats down six, Angla Gold Ashanti down five and three quarters, Goldfields down five point seven, Sabania Stillwater down five point six, and Harmony down five point two. So on the downside, we've got platinum, gold, gold platinum and gold mm. and gold <laughs> there's a theme
1: there I think can I, th- can I also throw in one that's been caught to the eye and we actually spoke about it is clicks yes down another 4.75% mm, well.
0: that's lost about uh, probably around about 20% in the last uh, mm, I think you're right days. yeah yeah. Last,
1: yeah you're spot on about 20% of the last sort of four trading sessions yeah. That's interesting.
0: Okay, Nick, well, we'll leave it there, I think. Unless you've got anything else to, to add, but it's one of those days where not a lot of the big players are around. Any indication of early volume?
1: No, but I will tell you this. At first glance, some of the spreads, the bid and offer spreads on the top sort of 20 shares are wider than I've seen in a while. So, yeah. very thin market. So, those who are listening are looking at uh, getting into the market today. Just be careful; it's it's a, it's a very illiquid day. It feels like a day. I imagine a lot of people maybe even taking this uh, taking this three day week off.
0: Nick Kunzer is from Sandland Private Wealth. He'll be with myself and David Shapiro from Sassam Securities later on for the five o'clock shadow. That was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position